This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41 <laughs> Skate Punk is back, and it's not pop punk. It is skate punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the El. Elephant Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. I smell like beef. I smell like beef. I smell like beef. I smell like beef. <laughs> this is a hot dog is a sandwich, the number one food podcast on this YouTube channel. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Anaidi. And Nicole, today we are arguing about what the best way is to take a full living animal uh-huh. and then run it through a series of band saws mm. and then take small blades and carve out its flesh into little gobbets that we like to cook and eat. Yeah. What's the best cut of steak? We're talking about what's the best cut of steak, but that's that's how you do it. I actually just watched a really incredible video. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Bearded Butchers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Julia made me watch this. It's like an hour and a half video where they take an entire cow mm. and they show you. They draw out like a cow on a chalkboard and mm-hmm. then they circle all the parts. And they're oh. like, we're going to show you how it goes from a full animal down to all of its like component parts and Run. primal cuts. And it's very cool. So I got cuts of steak on the brain. Cool. You and I both equally love steak. I love famously am a big fan of just sitting down and eating a plain steak. Me just too. seasoned with salt. No, I'm kidding. I hate it. It's one of my least oh, favorite foods. Oh, really? I love doing... You hate steak? I That's hate... no. so un- inhuman of you. No, no, no. I, I don't like the, mm, the American canon of steaks. I personally find to be a little bit boring. And no also way. the fact... Boring. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. There's so many people that are like... You shouldn't ruin a good steak with spices and sauces. All you need is salt and pepper and a little butter. Sometimes that's true. I it's 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 perfectly fine. I enjoy it. I sit down to a nice steak and uh-huh. I have I have a good time. But it's like never my go-to. It's never something that I crave. Um, however, Opposite. the cuts of steak, the ones that you would see outside of a steakhouse, those are also incredibly fun. So we're gonna get down into the nitty-gritty of that. But like you're First instinctive answer. What is the best? Why are you hitting the table so much? I don't know. I was going to do it for emphasis, but it didn't seem too much. You don't need to do the emphasis on that. (coughs) My favorite cut of steak of all time is a ribeye steak. Oh, so original. You and 61%. We actually have the data. They did a big poll. Um, (laughs) About 61% of people said that ribeye was their favorite cut of steak. It is. Why is it your favorite cut? It's marbled really well. I think it holds I think it holds salt really well. It's delicious. It's just my go-to. It's easy. How long have you been a ribeye queen? Because I'm fascinated by the rise of ribeye. Ribeye like again, this um, is the most common answer and people do love it. Well, I found out that filet mignon is used a lot in like Persian cooking, like in mm. ka- in kebab and stuff, and Bag. I kind of like yeah, and I kind of like poo-pooed it. 
Cause oh, I'm like, funny. Because I'm like, if it's like, it's delicious and I love it, but it's just sliced filet mignon and then skewered and then cooked over coals. So once I found out that filet mignon is barg kebab, I was completely turned off by it. And then I went through like the other cuts like ribeye and New York and like T-bone and all that stuff. And ribeye just speaks to me the most. Have you ever had... So that's interesting one that you kind of grew up on so much filet mignon. A lot. Um, which is filet is like what? It's cut from the tenderloin, right? So it's the right? tenderloin. So if I'm, a, if I'm a cow, these are my front hooves. No, I'll do it. I'll oh, you want to be my... Okay, okay. So so if I'm... A, so if this is a cow, this is the front of the cow, this is the back of the cow. The filet mignon is down the center. The filet mignon is down the center right over here. And it's the tenderloin. And it's a part of the tenderloin. Was that a good explanation? I think so. I feel okay. I, I, my tenderloin feels tender. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why it's so tender is because there's no actual movement and the and the intramuscular stuff doesn't move as much. So it's like really beautiful and tender and soft. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But it's also not fatty. Like it's filet mignon fatty. tends to be a very lean steak. Incredibly lean, but incredibly tender because of the lack of movement. movement. There, there's a couple. So I, I associate filet mignon with like... <laughs> like Wolf of Wall Street era. Yeah, I think of the Titanic. The Titanic, yeah. yeah. They were serving, they served Tornados Rossini, I believe. Yeah, like, uh, what are those, like, uh, medallions, you yeah, know, when yeah. they're like, oh, steak medallions. <laughs> yeah, and, like, back then, I think, um, I always grew up, My for my dad, right, my dad was, like, an absolute boomer who, like, sure. you know, came into, like, adulthood during the Reagan era where it was, like, this is what it means to, to have, like, a luxury yeah. food culture. And that luxury food culture is simply... Filet mignon. That, like, that was it. That's the end of it. It's, it's a fancy ass hell. name. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. I don't believe they use that term in France at all to hmm. describe that kind of It's just steak. a tornado? I don't think it's a tornado. I think it's a. Uh, filet de bouffe. Like, probably just filet de bouffe, right? Because mm. mignon means like small and petite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, mignon. Like, yeah. Mignon. 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 <laughs> the like minions. Um, <laughs> what do they say? They're like, bah, nah, nah, or something. <laughs> They're like, the minions are like, oh. <laughs> ah, banana. <laughs> I love filet. This is a serious podcast. I love filet. Good for I, you. But here's the I, thing. I don't care about it anymore. No, most people don't. Most people don't. Filet mignon, though, is the second most common answer when it comes to favorite cut of steak. Mm-hmm. We were not able to gather data over time of watching ribeye pa- pass filet mignon mm-hmm. in popularity. But like anecdotally, I'm willing to say that that is absolutely true. Hmm. That as a society, for whatever reason, and I have a general idea of why, we have watched filet mignon decline and uh, ribeye rise up in the same way that we've seen breakfast cereal sales decline and you can see yogurt sales immediately cross axes with it. Okay. I think we've seen... That's just my favorite example of like a substitute good in Interesting. food. Interesting, okay. Just like as people ate less cereal, they ate more yogurt because it's like healthier and has protein Is that what it is? Okay. That's what I think it is. But for the filet mignon thing, I think people are... Now foodie culture is less about pure like wealth and status sure and the status comes from your knowledge right sure so for people to be able to say filet mignon's boring because it doesn't have the marbling and it doesn't have the the intramuscular fat and it doesn't have the flavor and character Mm -hmm. of a ribeye i think to me now that gives you a certain amount of like status within the foodie sphere interesting you're more interesting for saying that ribeye is your favorite steak despite it being the most popular and filet mignon you're seen as like gauche because oh it's expensive for the sake of being expensive hmm i never thought of it that way yeah but maybe so so because i like a ribeye i'm a hipster 
a little bit, but but, in, it's true, but, it's but now best. by being a hipster, you are doing the least hipster thing that you can do. By liking the most popular cut of steak. Correct. Hmm. Because it's the most popular because it was What's, once hipster. Okay, wait, wait. And now it is not. Hold on, hold on. Yes, uh, go on. You're throwing out a lot of terms right now. What's your favorite cut of steak? Bavette. Oh my God. No, no. Um, okay, town. okay, okay. If I, I really do love filet mignon. Okay. Um, and especially if somebody can cut in, like it cut a bone in filet. I've like, never had a bone in fillet. Bone in fillets are really great. Wow, no way. But I, I like don't go to a lot of, of steakhouses, steak right? Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite beef eating experiences is Korean barbecue. That's one of my favorite oh, ways. Sure, but would to you experience steak? What do you mean, like raw, like the raw pre- preparation of what? steak? You know, you, wait, hold on. You know, Nicole, when you go to a Korean barbecue restaurant, they give you the raw meat. You're supposed to cook no, it. Have you just been we've eating? We've gone to Korean barbecue. Have you just together? been eating it raw? Shut up. We've gone to the Korean barbecue restaurants together, and you get that yukoi. Isn't that yeah, what yukoi. Called? Yeah, yukoi. Is it yukoi raw steak? That is raw steak. We did. Okay, so once I'm we went. I'm not crazy. I know how to go to Korean barbecue. I've been going for like a long time. <laughs> this one time we went to a Korean barbecue restaurant, and I ordered uh, a, a form of Korean beef tartare, but it came out like still pretty frozen. Um, I liked it. Yeah, it was it was good, but also like it was it. <laughs> it was much too large of a portion, and nobody else wanted to eat it except for like me and a little bit of Nicole. <laughs> and a I, little bit. I ended up eating like a pound of raw beef. Like I, the fact that I didn't, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, gotta, I do love hanger hanger steak. Hanger steak, okay, underrated. It's an underrated steak. A lot of butchers do not. A lot of single animal like ethical butchers, hmm. um, they do not want to serve hanger steak. Maggie, I'm getting to that. <laughs> Why are you impatient? <laughs> so a hanger steak, a lot of single animal ethical butchers don't want to serve it because there's Why? only one of them that exists in the cow. So it oh. comes from like the diaphragm area. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. literally just kind of hangs there. They used to call it a butcher's steak because it butchers, was for the butcher. It was for yeah. the butcher. He was like, I'm taking this home, feeding my family. Um, but hanger steak has a very, very... It doesn't move a lot, it, but there is still a lot of fat and connective Super tissue. Unctuous. Super unctuous. I love it. I so always got like get, a loose muscular structure to it. That's true. When you cut it, it has like it almost looks like they're put together by meat glue when you cut through it. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what yeah, I'm talking yeah. It's about? almost like it's like almost flaky, like a yeah, fish. Yeah, it's flake. It's crazy. It's got fish flesh. It's I, a cow steak with fish flesh. I must say, the hanger steak is my favorite with steak frites. Whenever I get steak frites, a hanger uh, steak is my ideal cut. I don't know if it's related to the entrecote at all. No, no. no. Entrecote is French for ribeye. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. Also, That's what cool. so I I've just been burnt by too many ribeyes mm, because I, I've I've when I've tried to go have those fancy steakhouse experiences, mm-hmm. even when I cook for myself a fancy steakhouse experience, you know, sometimes you have those nights where you're like, I'm gonna cook a big old steak. And you make, you know, a little cream corn, a little cream spinach, you do a little twice baked potato. I don't do that. Why not? You don't cook for your husband? You don't provide for your husband? Kosher steaks are horrific. Yeah, I get it. And I'd rather not. But when I go to my parents' house, I like, like Bobby Flay, Emeril Lagasse. They love it. That sounds so funny. (laughs) It's a good time. You're like, bam. Yeah, they they really like it. And then Emeril pops up and sends you a cease and desist. And then my dad says, (laughs) what does he say? He says, make hollandaise with it. And I'm like, steak and hollandaise, dad? Well, Bernays sauce is... You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the steak condiment. And then he's like, I want hollandaise with my steak and asparagus. And I'm like, okay, dad, chill. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive. 
as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's Sophia Franklin, and if you don't already know, listen up. My mini-series is live now, each and every Monday, and the only person missing is you. We're dating, we're dumping, we're learning, and we're tapping into all the feels that originally brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know how I can't separate my own answers from how I want to be perceived by people? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if I, um, for instance, like black coffee, which I'm drinking right here. I don't know if I enjoy the taste of black coffee or if I was socialized to like it. What are you drinking? This is a flat white with oat milk. It's not really a flat white, though. It's a flat white? You push the flat white button on the espresso maker in the office? Yeah. There's no way that's like a, like a flat white has to do with like a ristretto espresso pole and like It is a ristretto. It's a ristretto. Oh, they, yeah, they a got a ristretto button on the, a ristretto Oh, I'm button. sorry. I didn't realize they had a ristretto mm-hmm. button. I don't Just know. Just have a sip. Just have clear, a sip. I have no idea what that means. Just I'm, have a, 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 I know what a ristretto is. It means restrained. Oh, God. That's what that tastes like? Um, hater. <laughs> you're, you're a certified hater. You know what the new hipster cut of steak is that I genuinely, genuinely love? Um, hipster cut of steak? I'm going to yeah. think. It's not. No, it's. But it's. It's hipster in the new let definition me, where everything. Think. Okay, think, let think, me, think, let think, me, think, 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 think. think. She's thinking, folks. Nicole's thinking. You can't hear her, but I'll be your internal monologue. Okay, go for hmm. it. Hipsters. What do I know about them? The age of the beanie and the man bun and the beard is out. And now hipsters are unironically wearing metal band T-shirts from the 2000s. So he's probably in like a Deftone shirt. And like, oh, pearl neck. Do you say pearl necklaces? Yeah, Yeah, probably a pearl necklace. Some like ironically Mm. ugly sunglasses. Maybe Mm. some bordering on Jenko baggy jeans. Flank. What? Flank. No, not flank. Well, flank. No, that was a good guess. I love flank. But kind of in this, in this like retro foods are coming back. People's palates are getting simpler. There is a very... A workman steak that I grew up eating hmm. that I have oyster gained. Oyster steak. <laughs> What's an oyster steak? It's like a weird cut. Yeah, there's a bunch of weird cuts that like yeah. kind of exist regionally, but no, top sirloin, dude. Sirloin. Top sirloin has pound for pound to me the best beef flavor because when we're talking about steaks, sure. it's not just the marbling and, and the structure and yeah. all that that we're talking about. There are distinctly different flavors to different cuts of That's beef, very right? True, yeah. Filet mignon is. I get when people say it doesn't have as much beef flavor, yada, yada. Uh, but to me, it's just, a, it's a very clean, clean. flavor. I was going to say clean beef flavor. Sorry. It's clean beef. It's <laughs> lean beef. It's yeah. tender. You know, I understand the criticisms against it. Top Sirloin to me, though, has this like almost metallic brightness bloody. to it. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a bloody it good like steak. Blood, yeah. And I think, I think maybe I don't love hefty, beefy flavor mm-hmm. as much as a lot of other people. I love extremely beefy flavor. I think ribeye extracts. I think the fat... I'm sorry. <clears throat> I have a little bit of a ah, cough. Ah, ah, <coughs> <God>. <coughs> it tastes like tequila. <laughs> 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 I think... Uh, I think ribeye, I think the meatiness and the fattiness come together to create this really exceptional signature beef flavor mm-hmm. that I think, I think beef needs fat in order for the flavor to be amped up. And I, ribeye does that for me. I buy that. Okay. I guess that's what I go. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I no. I was thinking about the. Okay, I think about it's the fat internal. Flavor, right. Sure, but no, fat isn't flavor. I don't know why people say that. Fat is. It a, helps. It helps improve. Fat is a. It's a vehicle for flavor, right? 
yeah, it's up. So there's the elevator there's, up. This, sure, but there's like literally uh, a scientific debate about whether or not fat should be considered one of the modalities of taste, right? Interesting. So we have like <laughs> salt, sour, sweet, like umami is kind of there. And then what's the other one? Bitter. Uh, so like the five dimensions mm-hmm. of taste, mm-hmm. some people think that fat should be within there because you can kind of taste well there's an argument of it's a carrier can you taste fat or can you only sort of sense it and that alters other tastes Ooh, i wonder if you can like take a fat molecule and like pure just pure yeah and like and like like see if you can separate fat from like the texture of it and see if that has a taste scientists get on it stat also, any butchers out there, I'm sorry for us talking about, we don't know nothing about butchering animals. We know like general parts. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this isn't like the hardcore, like, and, and this comes from the chuck roll we are haunch not, portion. No, this is about eating We're not hardcore it. butchers, but we do love a good steak. We I do love a good least. steak. Um, ribeye, one of the things that bothers me is mm-hmm. probably the single best bite of beef on the cow is within a ribeye, but it is not the ribeye itself. The bone? And I think, no, I don't. But is the bone the best bite? Am I eating the bone? I always eat the bone. You eat the bone? When I when I go out, I'm the bone sucker. Yeah, but you suck the bone. You don't eat the bone. I like chew on the bone. Yeah, but you're not like getting bone shards in your mouth. Like the way a dog. I don't eat a whole bone. Like if a dog eats a chicken wing and then it might lacerate its its colon on the way out. It doesn't do You're that. not doing that with no, the ribeye No, but you know the bone. You yeah, you suck the bone. Shard. We're both big bone suckers It's in like here. corn on the cob, but with the fat and the yummy gristle. I think ribeye should be separated into multiple cuts because I think the spinalis, the spinalis, the ribeye cap. Yeah, the cap. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're cooking a ribeye, the cap is on the outside, so it's going to cook differently than, you know, the actual, like, what is that, eye of... The eye. The eye. It's the eye, right? Yeah, the cap, the spinalis, Uh and there's the eye in the middle. Uh uh And there's probably other little parts around it. What's that? Steak that Tom and Jerry used to eat all the time. That was actually like an eye round. Is that called an eye round steak? Yeah, yeah. I have I have round. I really want to eat one of those, and I've <laughs> never had. I've never seen it like in a butcher's counter. Like, I, it, it seems very old school to me. But do you know what I'm talking about? That ribeye cap is the single best it's, bite of steak in the entire cow. And I've no, had, no, no, no. And I've had like like we were talking about earlier, right? A cow is a big puzzle, and that like its primal cuts Move. and its subprimal cuts. Can you eat dairy cows? Yeah, I've eaten like five year old dairy cows. Pretty cool. Sorry, continue. <laughs> okay, so anyways, like um, like uh, the way that when we talk about ribeyes and fillets and strips and porterhouses and all that, that's just one way to figure out the puzzle of how to cut meat out of a cow. Yeah, sure. You go to other countries, they have spectacular cuts of steak that don't necessarily exist here. That's true. And I've been to a restaurant where they butchered their ribeyes differently, hmm. so they just sheared off the entire spinalis and serve mm. that as a steak. And that, that's probably maybe the best steak I ever had. That? It was at Hinoki and the Bird, dude. Hinoki and the Bird. Why Why is that restaurant so good and nobody you talks about Hinoki it? You love Hinoki Are they the dead? Bird. Are they still around? I, they're around. They were actually like in Century City, right where we were yesterday. So there's a restaurant in Century City in California, Los Angeles, where we're from. And I went there to get a burger because they had a happy hour burger. The only parking option was an eighteen dollar valet. It's horrible, it's and horrible. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, "Do I get That's a coupon? So Do I get a coupon for eighteen dollars off my burger now? Because I parked here." Anyways, it's um, the worst part about that restaurant. There's no parking. But like, that's an incredible cut of steaks. I'm saying <laughs> these things that we think we know as steaks, which uh-huh. I get, you know, you go to a grocery store in America. That's likely what they're serving. But 
you can figure out how to butcher a cow in many different ways than they do in other countries, and they got some good-ass cuts. Sure. I'm a big picanha fan. Picanha, picanha is, is one of the world's great cuts of beef. It's beautiful. Is it a steak necessarily? I don't exactly know. What's the difference between a steak and a cut of beef? I went to, I went to an all-inclusive resort in Cabo, and I had a picanha steak. It was pretty damn good. I did have to shave the whole entire fat layer off because it wasn't properly rendered, but it was pretty damn good. Well, so if you're cooking picanha properly, right, and this is like another... Low and slow on a spit. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You're cooking it on the shohasco. Yeah. yeah. Right? You're cooking it uh, skewered over an open flame, and that flame... So picanha is... It, it comes from part of the sirloin, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Top sirloin, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And so it has a beautiful beefy flavor that we all love. <laughs> it's top sirloin. But the best part about it is you butcher it in the way... That you have a fat cap fully protecting all that meat. It's and ridiculous. You curl the fat cap around. To make a C. To make a C to completely Steer protect it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then all that fat is absorbing all that heat. It's beautiful. Another one of my problems with ribeye is when you cook it medium rare, to me, the fat in the middle is too thick. There's several inedible b bites of a ribeye to me. I'm not eating that whole steak. Are you? Mm. Or you're leaving fat on the plate. I leave fat on the plate. Right? Yeah. Same. Yeah. And I, again, I enjoy fat. I'm certainly not a particularly health conscious man. Sure. Um, but there's too much fat for it to properly render. But sure. something like picanha with all that fat, all the fat is absorbing all that heat. But so it's I'll rendering slowly. But I'll say this. A well oh. a well done, not like cooked well done, but a well <laughs> created uh, ribeye steak is worth all of those other crappy experiences with it, in my opinion. A, a wonderful, wonderful ribeye can like change the way you think about food. Have I just not had my Messiah ribeye yet? I don't think so. I've had mine. Where's your Messiah ribeye? What's the best Bar ribeye you've ever had? Bar Moruno. Really? Best ribeye I've ever had. Uh, a Spanish pinchas restaurant, maybe. Oh, and a gin bar. Pinchas and a gin bar, and I believe they make their own vermouth in-house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And they and they do their That's own cool. gin blends, too. They have a salmon gin. What did they, how, did, how did they cook? They have a salmon... Wait, what? A salmon-infused gin. Why do they have a salmon-infused gin? I don't know, but I didn't get it. Gross. I know. <laughs> uh. um, I think it's because some people cure their gravlock with juniper berries. Oh, so that makes sense. It's like a through line. Um, what did they do? <laughs> You're going to laugh. It was literally cooked and then olive oil, like medium rare, mm -hmm. sliced on a bias, olive oil, salt, and pepper. How big was the, the, the portion? Like what? I want to say it was the size of like. And uh, how thick? I want to say, mm, I want to say it was about yay. Okay, about Yay. like inch and a half. Inch and, inch and a half. half thick and then I want to say it was about my palm and a half. So it was one of my palms and then another one of my palms. So like, yay, yay. Is there any acid on there? They seem like a place no that would put acid on their steak. No, no, no. You don't need Why did they put olive oil on it? I don't know. Interesting. But it was beautiful and it was delicious and I can't wait. Everywhere, every single person I talk to, I'm like, you have to go to this place and you have to get the steak because it's my personal favorite. So I looked up the definition of a steak, which this seems very silly, but we're talking about the difference, like, because I don't think I would consider picanha, like, a steak. Would you consider prime rib a steak? No. I prime wouldn't. rib, to me, is the opposite. Prime rib is a roast, it right? It is, correct. And so uh, looking up, and again, Cut dictionary of definitions don't really mean anything, but this says high-quality beef taken from the hindquarters of the animal. Not all steaks come from the hindquarters by the way, um, mm -mm. but typically cut into thick slices that are cooked by broiling or frying. So this seems like a, uh, a, a very old school sort of definition. Very. But I think it's kind of uh, intuitive what a steak is and isn't, right? It's a, an individual cut that you are like cooking and intending to serve as opposed to something sure. like a, 
a, a chuck roast, yes, right? I agree. You're cooking that whole piece or you're breaking it down into small bits uh-huh. and then you're cooking that. Yeah. So it's a bit of a nebulous de- definition, but I don't think I consider picanha a cut of steak necessarily. I had a picanha steak. I had picanha that was cooked like cooked a steak. Cooked as a steak. Yeah, yes. yeah, that makes sense. That makes I had sense. that, but I would not consider Brazilian barbecue picanha a steak. No. No. Well, this is one of my reasons for saying that I think steak is overrated. I don't think it's overrated. Why? I love beef. I love cow meat. I love cow meat. But I think I like uh, skewering meats and cooking them like that. Like, I think that's a better way to cook beef. I think picanha represents like maybe the best in beef Mm. cookery that the world has to offer. That and, and. I'm here. Yes. (laughs) Korean flour cut. Is that what you were trying to get to? Korean this whole time? flour cut. What beef. is Korean flour cut? It is cu- the one Korean uh Hankook Hankook steak. Okay. Is that that's their beef? I don't Hung-kuk, know. Hankook beef. It's like the Korean version of Wagyu. Okay. Um that's an oversimplification. But anyways, um you go to Korean barbecue. Uh, Park's barbecue is like probably the maybe the fanciest Korean barbecue restaurant in Los Angeles. Um okay. but uh, not like overtly fancy, just very very good and high quality stuff. But they had an American Wagyu flour cut steak. What you is take... flour cut? I can't find it on the internet. Korean, Korean flour beef. I'm I trying. need to know what, what part it actually comes from. So it is kotsal, uh, kotsal in Korean. Kot, um, kot. But it is cut in a in a way where it is just like the most incredible marbling I've ever had. Um, so I think technically it comes from the ribeye. Wow, it's like it's like. Uh... I want to say finger steaks almost. Kind of, but they're yeah. cut in those like small they're, it's portions. It's almost like very thin. a post-it note of steak. Yeah, damn right. So that's your favorite. Yeah, but it's a but it's a small piece. Yes, small correct. Piece. So I don't even know if you you could consider that a steak. What is that? A steak for ants? <laughs> <laughs> it's super small, but I understand why you like it so much. I think it's because it's so delicate, and you get each each piece cooked to your liking instead of just a big hunk of beef. I love big hunks. What of beef. the hell's a baseball steak? Oh, it's a steak that you get from a crappy place for like $15. A baseball steak is a steak. So it's a center cut of beef taken from the top sirloin cap. Um, Steaks differ from the sirloin steaks at the bone and the tenderloin. I don't know why it's called a baseball steak, Um, but uh, it was made famous in training day. And that's my least favorite cut of steak because in training day, Denzel Washington says, Go down to Pacific Dining Car, get yourself a baseball Pacific steak. Pacific Dining Car, you know they closed. They closed, they closed. They used to be open 24 hours, and yes. I used to go there at like 3 in the morning. And, I, and if after midnight, the training day baseball steak, they had it on the menu as that, was 50% off. And I'm, oh, nice. I'm a sucker for a deal. Nice. Uh, and so I'd go in there at 3 in the morning, eat a baseball steak, and it, it was never very good. But I, re- I always had a great time going there. Why 3 in the morning? Why are you eating steak at 3 in the morning? Because I was hungry. That's this is like an after going out situation and, and the lines, after going out and the lines at my favorite Korean short rib stew spot would be too long. Mm, so mm-hmm. I go to Pacific dining car and get myself a baseball steak. That was not very good. Do you What's like, your, new, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask what your least, your least favorite kind of steak is. I don't like like, uh, those, those big ass like porterhouses. You're talking about, so, uh, like, like tomahawks. There's I a difference bull- between a T-bone and a porterhouse. But I said bullshit. Oh my God, Nicole did a curse word. <gasps> BS. I think it's BS. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> like, YouTube police coming in. <laughs> Come find Nicole. Nicole, $10,000. Give it to YouTube police. <laughs> Please don't find me. All right. I have to feed my Turn family. the fire hose on her. <laughs> um, what I was saying. <laughs> I guess tomahawks are kind of overrated. 
So, uh, they're like rib from the rib. Though. I mean, a tomahawk yeah. is a ribeye, but yeah. it's bone in with a French cut bone. I think it's ridiculous. I think there's a lot of these, like, they're like nine inch thick tomahawks. I don't need those. I watched a video where I think one thing that irks me about steak in general uh-huh. is, is the sort of culture behind like doing everything we can to uh, like g- Guga foods. On I YouTube. love we Guga, love Guga And I know, listen, I, I love like watching his stuff. <laughs> he seems like a really cool guy and I like his things and I would love to try his steak. But I like, like how soft he looks. It's like the only, so the only food that you can sort of like create an entire media empire on of like just cooking that. I know true. he does more things. But, so I watched this video. I'll That's tell you the video true. that I saw. I'll tell you the video that I saw. I'll tell you the video that I saw. What? It was somebody, what? they were cooking a tomahawk and they like sous vide it to a certain temperature. Uh-huh. And then they like seared it off as you would. And then they nitrogen froze it. I saw that video too. And they're like, we're going to like shut down the cooking process by nitrogen freezing it. And then we're dropping it into hot oil again. And then, and then we're nitrogen, nitrogen freezing, freezing it. And then dro- I saw that exact And that way video. we get the craziest crust with the most raw center. And like, I don't know, maybe I should find that level of craft cool, but I don't think it like does anything to it. I, I don't know that, that I need the too. craziest crust on the outside of my steak. I don't Sometimes know if that don't. makes it. Better and Let I know people you. will talk about the Maillard. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Better. It's okay. Hey, hey, hey. It's tiring. Hey, Steak hey, is hey, exhausting. Josh, it's not a big I'm deal. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I know you are. I know, I know. But let me tell you, it's not a big deal. If someone wants to, you know, nitrogen freeze their steak, yeah. let them. No, I it's know. I'm letting them. I'm letting them. I know. It's just in like the tomahawk specifically. The tomahawk is the new flaming. Nitri- the, uh, yeah, the tomahawk it is. is the new flaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like tomahawks. Big old barbarian. You got the liver king out here. He's eating that. There are bodybuilders that literally. And like these alpha male type influencers, they're not just out there being like, all I eat is be like steak and water, which there are some people that do that. They're literally now going, all I eat are six ribeyes a day, ribeye specifically, mm. tomahawk specifically, bone in ribeye. It mm. has become like the new salient example of like, mm. I'm a big bad man and this is what men are supposed to eat. And sometimes my favorite steak dishes are a salad. Well, I'm- Baluk lak. Well- I'm Bob not a girl, not yet a woman, and I love a good ribeye. So what does that say about me? You're not like other girls, Nicole. <laughs> You're different. You like whiskey and pizza. <laughs> I also love a good steak salad. But I like like a blue cheese, cherry tomato, lettuce. Yeah, I just like I, I made that the other day. I, I made a I made like a date syrup vinaigrette too. <gasps> Yum. And I they, I found like fresh figs. Yum. Uh, and I roasted fresh figs and honey, blue <gasps> cheese. Oh. But my steak, here's another cut of steak that we've not talked about. It was invented in California, the Homer steak. Try tip? Try tip, baby. I love try tip. I think it underrated. Might, I don't know. I think it might be bad. I think try tip oh, might is it be bad. bad. Mm. Not bad, like ethically. You said, like the way I said that, you were like, "Is tri tip canceled?" Was tri tip DMing <laughs> minors? Um, but <laughs> I've, I don't think I've knowingly tried tri tip before. <laughs> I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever gone somewhere and said, "Okay, I'll get the tri tip." I think they're just like, "Hey, my uncle cooked this beef. Do you want some?" Yeah, and it's always tri tip. Unc- uncles, uncles love cooking tri tip. Uncles love tri tip. <laughs> the funniest thing about tri tip: tri tip is literally shaped like a triangle, so it yeah. gets thinner at the bottom and then thicker at the top. Yeah. Uh, and most people, when they cook like a full, like a tri tip, wouldn't be a steak. You can cut it into steaks. It's pretty bad as a steak. It's bad as um, a steak. Yeah. But when you roast it whole, and it's a big part of California barbecue. Um, when you have a roast of beef, what's like the first step you do to make sure it cooks evenly? Truss it. You like truss it. You tie it up so it all has the same. Tri tip is like a, it's a triangle. You can't trust a triangle. You can't trust a triangle, you right? Trust a triangle. You can't trust a triangle. You can't trust, you can't trust a, a triangle. triangle. So it's thinner at one yeah, end, yeah, which uh-huh. some people like because like in Brazilian barbecue on the churrascaria, 
right? It's like it's like it's doneness. Like well done is the tip part, and Correct. then the more yeah. I so some people like so it's good for feeding a family, yeah. but yeah, no, I uh, I did I salt brined a tri tip for like two days. I stuffed it with garlic. I sous vide it for like eight hours in the office. Pretty inconvenient for everybody, but I I lost my sous vide machine at home. Um, and uh, I, I seared it off and I made a lovely like steak salad with it. I, I sliced the steak very, very thin, almost like roast beef. Where's your sous vide machine? You know? What do you I mean don't you know. lost it? If somebody could send me a sous vide machine, that'd be great because I really did lose it. So what did we learn? What's the best cut of steak, Josh? Rapid fire. Let's go through some other steaks real quick. Oh, okay. How do you feel about skirt? Like it. Love it. In tacos. Probably top three. I don't even like skirt steak and tacos. I like uh, costilla de res and tacos. Okay, you're special. A, a beef rib cut steak. That's what Sonora Town uses, and that's maybe the best steak experience. Alrighty. And great. Okay, uh, New York strip. New York strip. Eh. I like it better as a roast. Why do you keep touching me? I like it better as a roast. <laughs> you keep touching me. To I don't mean to touch you. I mean you, to like. You get... go. You're like. You're like really trying to like convince me. No, I'm like of your know, man, claim right you now. Wait, what? This happens more when I'm hungover. Oh yeah. Have you noticed that? I think you just need something to hold on to. That makes sense. You need to shake in here. Uh, New York strip. It's just okay. It's just fine. Better as a roast. New York strip loin no, roast. No, I don't think I've never had it as a roast. Big fat cat cooks better at roasting it. Okay, that's what I like. Um, what are the ones? T Bone Porterhouse. Don't care about either. Of those. Two steaks and one. Get out of here. Just give me one good steak. Just give don't me put one two steaks and give one. Give me one margarita. London broil. <laughs> oh, boo! Cut London broils a steak and just sear it off boo. and go to town. <laughs> you know, chuck roll. I don't know. I think a chuck roll is a big thing. <laughs> We're out of steak cuts. What bavette, are those steak cuts bavette. around there? Bavette? Bavette is great. Is that not the same as a hanger steak? I don't know, man. <laughs> Tri-tip. Uh, let's see. A br- for some reason, there's brisket on our freaking... Yeah, that's not a steak at yeah, all. Like prime rib is there. Yeah, tenderloin, uh, hanger. Oh, you know, you can't have a beef wellington without a fillet of beef. A good fillet? A good fillet. fillet. But then you cut it into steaks and that's like fillet. Right? Yeah. Not like filet mignon is only part. It's like, you know, a specific a good part, part of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh-huh. What else? Hanger? Yeah. Top sirloin. Okay. No, I'm sticking with my answer. I'm sticking that top sirloin is the single best cut of steak out there. And I'm sticking to ribeye. It's versatile. Thank you for this lovely conversation. I don't think we're ever going to see eye to eye, but I respect you and I appreciate your views, sir. All right, Nicole. Before you and I have to say, now it's time to find out what other wacky opinions are rattling out there in the universe. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casseroles. But hey, before we get to that, we want to do our famous segment that everybody knows and loves, <laughs> Review a Review, where we take one of your Apple Podcast five-star reviews and read it on the show, and then we review your review. This is from Voltage Chick, five stars. Please read this. Josh and Nicole, I literally do a backflip in my car. No joke. Don't even begin to question me if you read this on the pod. Uh, as far as a five-star rating, I'd, I'd give this one a two out of five stars. I love five. how passionate they are, but but one, they misspelled Nicole. Okay. I just, I have a bone to pick. Mm. My name is N-I-C-O-L-E. There yeah, is yeah. no H anywhere in my name. Stop putting it in there. It doesn't exist. Yeah, so that you lose one star for that. And then you lose two additional stars because I believe in safe defensive driving. Nicole, you know that. No backflips in the car. I don't even like to eat uh, burritos in the car anymore because I had a mishap once where there was a hole in the bottom of the foil and I bit in the burrito (laughs) and a hot bean squirted onto my crotch. Oh, no. And then I I swerved a little bit because I had hot crotch beans 
and so, not the crotch beans. So, but again, if you want us to roast your reviews, please go on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. We need it for our self-esteem, and it really helps us out. Do we know how? No. But we appreciate it, it anyway. It just looks kind of cool. It's yeah. like 4.7. Wow. Thank Pretty you. Cool. All right. And reminder, before we get into opinion to like casseroles, that is for audio only. So this is our sign off. If you're on the video watchers with Maggie, roll that first clip. <laughs> Hi, Josh and Nicole. <laughs> hey. Hey. I have a question for you. Yes. Ooh. When I was in college one summer, I was really poor. And me and my buddy Kevin Word. lived entirely on Arby's and Honeycomb for an entire summer. <laughs> that was all that we ate. So my question for you is, if you needed to survive an entire summer and could only eat from one fast food restaurant and have uh, one cereal, what would you choose? Why are those your two options? I really love the show and I really love everything Mythical does. Bye. If That's you want to awesome. hear us answer that burning question, one fast food restaurant to survive in one box of cereal, go head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever the heck you get your podcasts. <laughs> That's our sign off for now. Uh, we'll see y'all next time. All right, Nicole, now the video people are gone. We can really get a little bit crazy and say what we think about them. Okay, cool. I don't like it. It's weird. You're just sitting and watching two people talk. It's like what everyone does now, Josh. I know. It's very strange to me. There's a literal just <laughs> chatting category for the streamies. I, th I think there's a loneliness epidemic. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Do you feel lonely? Sometimes, yeah. Do you feel lonely? I thought you were talking to Maggie. No, Maggie, I'm not do you looking feel lonely? No, you have like hobbies, right? Maggie's fine. I'm not gonna ask her. I understand. Like, listen, like, uh, you know, living <laughs> off like a fixed income, low income, you know what I mean? That's a that's a, a reality for uh, a lot of people. Um, Arby's and honeycomb, though, is an extreme diet. And if I'm being honest, <laughs> we keep touching, we keep touching again. I, I don't know that that's even the most economically efficient. Can I tell thing. you, something? Arby's is not a cheap fast food restaurant. When they said honeycomb, I thought they were just talking about <laughs> honeycomb. <laughs> Oh no! They're talking about honeycomb. They're talking about honeycomb cereal. I thought they cereal. were taking straight honeycomb and eating it for like sustenance, like a bear, <laughs> <laughs> like a bear eating honeycomb. Like you kind of imagine they found like a large cache yeah, I of, thought, of honey. And I they thought were, maybe I don't know. They were like I don't know somewhere up in the Ozarks and they were searching for honeycomb. <laughs> one fast food restaurant, one box of cereal. Hmm. Do you want me to answer it? Yes. Oh man, cereal would have to be Special K or some sort of mm. like health. You want something nutri nutritive. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. something nutrient-dense. Uh, mm. Kashi-Goline. <laughs> oh, oh, God. No, it's not good. Kashi-Goline. Kashi I have so many just bad memories. It's not, ba it's not bad, Kashi-Goline crunch. Mm. It kind of tastes like stale Smacks. You know Smacks? Uh, smacks yeah. are underrated cereal. They My mom frog. never let me have Smacks. Love Smacks. Um, it's either... No, actually, I don't like Kashi-Goline. That's not true. Honey Bunches of Oats Almond would mm -hmm. actually be my number one cereal. Same. I would live off of it. And then for fast food, hmm. I think I might. Well, let me think about some. I don't think about fast food that much. Ugh. You want variety. Yeah, you I want know, variety. I know, I know, I know. So even something like a Wendy's, a Carl's Jr. They have salads on the menu. They have chicken I've sandwiches. Never eat Wendy's. They I got never fried eat zucchini Jr. at Carl's Jr. Oh, they do. I okay. might mess around a bit Carl's Jr. just because of that. I think the ones that I do frequent would be McDonald's and Jack in the Box mm. due to familiarity. But there's not much variety. You're right. Is Subway fast food? Do I yeah, regrettably, car? I think you can pick Subway. I hate that. But you would you would eat Subway every day? Yeah. I would eat Subway every day. Really? Yeah. The tuna sandwich with the sweet onion sauce <laughs> and the cheese that you get and all the pickles. You get all the pickled things on there? Yeah, you have a problem with that big guy? <laughs> you got a problem? Take it up with someone who cares. <laughs> if you guys don't know Nicole's Subway sandwich order, it is the most unhinged thing I've ever heard in my okay, life. Okay, miss, you are, your literal middle name is unhinged. And you have the audacity yeah. to call me unhinged. It's a family name. I'm named after my grandmother, Unhinged Geraldine Scherer. 
That was her name, Nicole. Do you have a problem with that? Do you? Apparently, you have a problem with my very delicious sour Subway tuna sandwich. It is this. It is sour. It is sweet. It is cheesy. And then there's the that's fish. Like and that's me. before we get to the fish. I am fish, honey. <laughs> I love Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell is my favorite fast food restaurant. But as far as an everyday you can't thing, eat Taco Bell. I don't every think day. I would eat that every day. Right? It's you know, it's a special treat for me. I think Carl's Jr. is something where I think their their standard burger is very very good uh -huh. as a, a unique flame broiled taste to it. They got great grilled chicken sandwiches at Carl's Jr. Huge fan oh, of their do? Santa Fe and barbecue grilled chicken sandwiches. I don't do that. I don't go. And then cereal. I, I want something in that middle ground between sweet and sugary and healthy and Honey Bunches of Oats has like always been my favorite. Also though, like Wheaties. I love Wheaties. I love Wheaties. I love Wheaties. They make you big and strong like Carl I Lewis. I love you. Like the, yeah, there's like you sports know? people on it. Yeah, even though Carl Lewis, you know, the U uh, U.S. Anti-Doping Administration, you know, they buried his positive oh. test for amphetamines. But like, El still, Pollo he Loco. ate Wheaties. What? I think I would eat El Pollo Loco, actually. Oh, I thought you said Four Loco. No. I oh, would, El Pollo Loco. That's think, a great one. I think El Pollo Loco would be my number one. I would live off of El Pollo Loco and Honey Bunches of Oats Almond. Same. We can we we can just share this. Almond? Yeah, I know. I prefer almond to uh would to you, honey Would roasted, you yeah. also do El Pollo Loco? Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. No, okay, great. cool. We can survive on the We island. can go to college together. <laughs> <laughs> we can be college roommates. Josh and Nicole go back to college. Let's do it. <laughs> we finally can get we our do we it? finally get our bachelor's degrees. Oh my god! Josh, please. Okay, please. If you want to see Josh and I go to back to college, just I don't know, write a write a review or something. Yeah, get any college to sponsor us. Please, like, if they'll do that. Josh really and cool. I would love to go back to college because we are the most successful college dropouts in history. I think. That's right. I mean, like Bill Gates doesn't count. Nikola like, Tesla. Nikola Tesla. Yeah, other than Tesla. Did Tesla go to school? I have no idea. He was like, what is he Austrian? I know that like Austrians, but I'm saying like we don't know anything about Tesla. Why would you say Tesla? Are you thinking of Elon Musk? <laughs> no, I'm not the talking guy about from Elon. Tesla, the company. I'm not talking about Elon Musk. The I'm guy talking who Tesla about Nikola after. Tesla, You're about the creator of the Tesla coil. All right, next opinion. <laughs> Hi, Josh and Nicole. This is Jack from San Diego. And my weird food opinion is that I've always been baffled by foods that you season outside of their respective shells, like edamame or like shell on shrimp great opinion. because it doesn't really great. make sense to just have yes. all this stuff outside without it actually permeating and penetrating what you're going to eat yes oh. and maybe i'm just bitter because i got food poisoning from some garlic edamame i had last night <gasps> but like that's i'd love to hear your opinions on it take care cheers from san diego <laughs> agreed jack no and i've thought about this a lot and one of the reasons i've thought about this is because my stupid brother so growing up with my stupid <laughs> brother, we used to always get, John, I love you. We we used to always get this like very cheap rotisserie chicken meal deal from our local Ralph's, right? Okay. And so we'd go there and my brother would be like, I want the garlic and herb. And I was like, but I want barbecue. And my Aww. brother was like, no, we're getting the garlic and herb. And then what he would do, he only ate white meat chicken back then. He would take the skin off and not eat it and only eat the unseasoned white meat. And I was like, but I eat the skin, which has the flavor. You don't even eat it. And but you're still insisting, you know. And so, anyways, I'm this sorry. has always baffled me. Is that why you like barbecue chicken so much now? Is that why you make it so much? Yeah, <laughs> trying to recoup lost time. Nice, nice, nice. But yeah, so like sh a shell on shrimp. How you know do I, I mean? feel about it? Where you they season the outside of the shell. Stop being a baby. Just freaking enjoy it. It's so good. <laughs> it tastes great when you suck it off of the shell. I love yeah. it. I actually prefer it. 
Yeah, no, so that that is the answer, Jack. You got to put your mouth on the outside. You got to put your mouth on the outside, and it tastes really good when you do that. Yeah, but also I, I understand where they're coming from because I've thought about this a lot. Uh-huh. And sometimes I'm, I'm like, I would, rather, so much? I would rather just have a peeled shrimp that is swimming in the sauce that I can enjoy. I would, no, there's, it's peel and eat shrimp is fun. Yeah, sure. It's fun. But like, so, edamame, okay, so, so, so. Eating edamame out of the shell is fun. There are times. So I'm thinking about like a peel and eat shrimp. Like uh, you get like. Bubba gum. You go, I've never been to a bubba gum. I've just never been to a bubba Shame gum. Shame on you. I was talking about boiling crab, right? So you get like a big like Cajun style seafood boil and Vietnamese Cajun seafood boils. There's a ton of butter. Uh-huh. So you peel the shrimp, all the seasonings on the outside of the shrimp, but then you swipe it in the butter. However, I've had peel and eat shrimp where all of the seasoning and it's kind of dry. There's no sauce. All the seasoning is on the outside of the shell. And I'm like, do I really have to eat the shrimp and then lick the shell like a cat? That's weird. That's fun, though. Edamame is a good. I mean, edamame, I'm sucking that off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I got spicy edamame, and I kind of pop the beans, and I just go. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's being it's being one with your food. But sometimes there, there's times when when you can't. Like, the, the seasoning burnt on the outside of a shrimp shell. That's your problem. You know? And Jack. It's Jack's problem, too, and I'm I want to help Jack out. I'm really sorry you got food poisoning, though. That sucks. Sunflower seeds. I hate. I Who eat has them time whole. for them? I eat them whole. Hi, Nicole and Josh. Love the show. Uh, this is Dave from Calgary. I don't know oh, how I avoided juvenile diabetes, but I used to do this all the time. My parents had always had wheat germ in the cupboard, and I don't know what they use it for, but I used to dump a lot of that on vanilla ice cream and then dump some corn syrup and then mix it up until it was like a soup mixture. Oh, my and God. Yeah, I loved that when I was a kid. Bye-bye. Why do they have so much wheat germ in there? So wheat germ, corn syrup, and vanilla ice cream? What does wheat germ exactly do I'm for you? I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. It's the germ of the wheat. So ger- germ is the, the middle reproductive part of the, the germ plant? of a cereal grain is the part that develops into a planet plant. It's the seed <laughs> embryo. Along with the bran, germ is often a byproduct of the milling of the milling that produces refined grain products. Yeah, so you're just getting a lot of that like hefty wheat flavor in there. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of like a Korean like injolmi. Sure, sure, sure. Which I've had like injolmi flavored ice cream. I can't remember the name of the actual. It's this like it's this grain powder uh, that exists and it's in injolmi. Um, but I've had just that grain powder mixed into ice cream at Korean dessert spots and it is good let me tell you it's delicious it's the hefty corn syrup that's turning me off yeah the, i like the corn syrup i think was superfluous however i agree i also love melty ice cream soup i love melty ice cream soup as well so i get it so if you need that corn, <laughs> why the corn syrup dude probably for sweetness i don't think it's necessary i feel like ice cream and corn syrup are like kind of the same amount mm, they're of not the same they're not the same thing you know what i mean i feel like you're not getting that much i think what could have happened instead instead of putting wheat germ and corn syrup you could have just crumbled up some graham crackers and called it a day. But he wanted pure wheat germ. What I did the other day, now this is fun, I, I had McConnell's vanilla bean and a microwave so it was a little bit soupy and then I drizzled <laughs> just straight molasses on it and put on some salt. You're crazy. Salty molasses. That so good right now. Oh my god. Oh my god. Bam. That sounds God dang right it does. Donkulously good. Do we get ice cream after the podcast? <sighs> yeah, but you're driving. Oh, I thought you meant like I can't drink, I can't eat ice cream because I'm going to be too drunk to drive. No, I'm not drunk right now. No, me neither. What? I want you to drive. I said, can we get ice cream? And you said, yeah, but you're driving. And I thought you meant like, oh, you're I driving. No, I know. I'm saying, no, I'm I saying you're you not understanding me. Because you're not understanding was, me. I drove you you're to not, Can we do land? one more opinion, Maggie? Just one more. You're so I don't want to leave here. <laughs> you're so- 
annoying. Hi. Sorry. I am a really big fan of Mythical Kitchen Why? of everybody. Yeah, uh, my boyfriend and I are. And um, I'm not a serial killer, but I really like oh, dipping. What? My mom showed me when I was a kid that if you dip toast uh, with country crock, not butter because we were poor, yes. into orange juice. It's like the best thing in the world. Uh, no disrespect to the guy who likes dipping it in hot chocolate. Okay, thank you. Bye. Margarine toast and orange juice. <laughs> okay. That's it's one step away from marmalade. You take that orange juice, you reduce it down with some sugar, put some zest in there. That's a marmalade. That's great on toast. I understand why these flavors work together and it pisses me off how they work together. It's like the difference between putting like tomatoes in a grilled cheese and putting ketchup in your grilled cheese. Right? One's just a more processed form of the other. Ketchup tastes better than tomatoes with grilled cheese. We'll see, but that's a matter of opinion. No, they could it's say not. That, no, they could it's say not. It's that a fact. Orange fact. juice toast, Nicole. It's a fact. Orange juice toast. A, these are some facts. Goes better these are some than facts. marmalade these because the lack of sugar. In the same way, Nicole. Josh and in I. In the same way. <laughs> in the same way that some people would argue that tomato tastes better in a grilled cheese because ketchup has sugar. May I speak? <laughs> yeah, speak. There are no some facts. There are some facts you know? that Even I would like I'm to speaking, state. You can still talk. <laughs> Can you not talk you can as both I talk? talk at the same time? No, we can't. We each have a microphone, don't we? <laughs> can I see that for a second? Can I what? just your microphone? Why well, you don't know I how just, it works? I just want to see. It. I just want to see it. I'm just gonna have that not facing you for a moment. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna tell you three facts about life. Number one, me and you host the podcast, a food podcast. Number two. I drove you to yogurt land when your back was screwed up. So now you have to drive me to get some sort of frozen yogurt ice cream product. Yeah, well, she picked me up. <laughs> so Nicole, she picked me up from the doctor where I, I got a shot of Toradol to the butt um, because I hurt my back. And then I was sad because my butt hurt and my back hurt. So Nicole took me to yogurt land <laughs> and then I, I mostly got pistachio flavor. And number three, ketchup is better on a, on a grilled cheese. But we're not even debating that. We're talking about toast and margarine and oranges. Orange juice. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> the ketchup thing was just an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> now I want, I, I have a weird craving for margarine right now. That country crock. I love country crock. Ooh, it tastes it's more like so butter yummy. than butter. Yeah, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> I can. I saw a meme today that said, I can't believe she's not Jewish, in, but in that font. And it was about Rachel Sanat. Rachel, I was actually looking at her Instagram the other day and I'm like, how is she not how Jewish? How is she not Jewish? I want to like give up my J card to her. It's crazy. You know, you don't have to do that. Can I transfer it? That's not how it I works. Think, is it transfer? All right. Well, that's our time. <laughs> Thank you so much for stopping by. A hot dog is a sandwich. We got new episodes of our podcast out on audio every Wednesday, out on video every Sunday over on the Mythical Kitchen YouTube channel. If you want to be featured on Opinions by Castles, you can call us at 833-DOG-POD-1. 833-DOG-POD-1. I just need you to know that also I don't memorize anyone's phone numbers, just my own, my house, and this. I haven't memorized. I don't know David's phone number by heart. I don't know your phone number by heart. I don't know anybody's phone. I know this and my personal house. And my own cell phone. I know Deep. I know John. I know Deep Sister Roma. I know Chad. I know my grandma. Wow. And I know 1833-DOGPOD1 to be featured on a page like casseroles. Uh, check out our, our YouTube videos. We cook and stuff sometimes. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Kisses. Bezos. Bezos.